Hello. So welcome again to another Caring Support podcast. Uh, and every week it seems these get better and better and better because we keep bringing on these superstars in healthcare. And this week is absolutely the case. We have the lovely Sarah uh, Fung here with us and who uh, many people will already know, certainly on LinkedIn, uh, because her presence is well known and she's bringing tremendous value through her gritty uh uh, nursing podcasts and the fact that she also is helping nurses writing a uh, great resume so they can get tremendous opportunities. Sarah, maybe you could do just a little bit of an introduction about yourself, if you don't mind, for our audience, please. Absolutely. So my name is Sarah Fung. I'm a registered nurse and I've been a nurse for 15 years now. I spent the first eight years of my career at the bedside. So I worked in labor and delivery, postpartum, level three NICU, um, I also got my uh, master's of nursing during that time, so I moved into nursing leadership after that, and I worked as a clinical nurse specialist. I worked in professional practice as well at a hospital and in community health. And then right before the pandemic, I actually started a podcast with a friend of mine. It's called the Gritty Nurse Podcast, and we've done a lot of advocacy over the last few years. And around that same time, I also started my uh, business, which is the RN Resume, helping nurses with all things career-related. And now here I am today talking to you. Yeah, that's great. And that's like quite the lineup. Wow. Okay. Good for you. Uh, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I already knew you're awesome, Sarah. So we, we <laughs> want to make sure everybody in our audience gets it. Um, okay, so we've got some questions and, you know, I want to stay on the targeted time. We try to get this done in a, you know, fairly succinct fashion. Um, but, uh, okay, so maybe we could start with, uh, you know, because with your intro, there's a lot there. So tell us about this journey that you've been doing in nursing and then, of course, the professional resume writing, if you don't mind. I think I've been always one of those people that gets bored easily. So I, you know, I always want to try something new. Even when I was, you know, at the bedside, I always thought, you know, once I'm able to master a skill, what's next? What can I do next? So I was always interested in learning more. And so I got what I call this two-year itch where every time I was somewhere for two years, I wanted to try something new. And I kind of thought maybe something is wrong with me. Like, why can't I stay in one place for that long? Why haven't I found my dream job or, you know, where I'm supposed to be? And all that to say that I just feel like I'm always wanting to try new things and learn. And there are some people that like being where they are, and that's great. And there are people like me that just can't seem to sit still. So I kind of took any opportunity I could to try new things, you know, work in different hospitals, different environments, uh, just really push myself out of my comfort zone. And um, I'm really focused these days on work-life balance and mental health, because I think this is something that nurses struggle with a lot. And I certainly didn't learn about uh, self-care in my nursing school days. Um, so we were always taught to care for patients, advocate for patients. But what I started to learn is that it's equally important to care for yourself and advocate for yourself as a nurse. And trying to improve working conditions for nurses is something that I do throughout um, my days now. So whether it be through the podcast, whether it be talking to the media, whether it be helping nurses you know, find jobs that kind of suit their needs a bit better, that's what I want to do. And I still enjoy helping people, but just in a different way. And I think this is why I decided to focus on the business of helping nurses, because I realized that through all the jobs that I'd applied to through the years, um, 
I never really learned how to write a resume. I never learned how to interview. And again, these are things that I feel like should be taught and often aren't taught in nursing school. And you definitely don't learn about it on the job. So I decided this is something I really wanted to help nurses with. And during my days in nursing leadership, I often sat in on a lot of interviews with the manager because they needed a second person. And I saw a, a lot of really great nurses with not great resumes or just didn't know how to answer certain questions. And I could tell they were going to be really good at the job, but just translating that um, in an interview or onto a piece of paper appeared to be a big challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, that's a very good point because you know, we know from our platform too, we we created the free resume builder for some people have absolutely no resume. They've been in the field for 20 years. They've never really had to write one. Maybe they got the job, you know, or they were promoted or whatever it might be. And yeah, so th this is really good. And I, and I know that uh, with your extensive experience and the kinds of questions that, that organizations, whether it's hospitals or long-term care or whatever, are going to ask, you, you've got that figured out. You, you know, so that's wonderful. And getting back to one other thing you mentioned earlier, too, about the self-care and the mental health and everything. And I'm a big advocate of emotional intelligence. And, and I'm constantly telling people that it, it's so important to be mindful and aware and, and, and to really understand safe boundaries and really to know when to say no that you're all about helping people, but you have to know when when it's gonna be your time. And kind of makes me think of the flight attendants when we get on an airplane and they always say, you know, put your mask on first and they have an emergency before you help anyone else. And I tell people that's the same with life. You know, we have to, we have to make sure we're okay because we're not in a good position to help other people if we're not all right, right? You so, read my mind exactly with the whole oxygen mask protocol, right? So put yeah. your own mask on first and then you can help other people. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not okay with yourself, you're not well grounded, you you don't know where you're going. And then it's really hard for you to be able to, to, you know, help people with the lessons you've learned because you really haven't really taken them, applied them and, and improved your character as a result as of yet. So, you know, it's really important. So following that, uh, concept. My next question for you is, in your, you know, extensive experience, what would you say are the most common mistakes that you've seen nurses make when looking for a job? Uh, the number one mistake I would say is just including too much on the resume. And I know this is really hard for some people to let go of because, of course, we want to showcase all the great things we've done. And many um, nurses that come to me have been working for a number of years. But it's what I like to explain it as, um, there's two different terms I think people throw around a lot. So one is CV, right? And another is resume. So the way I look at a CV, it's like uh, something for your own records of everything you've ever done from the time you became a nurse to now. And I look at a CV as your walk-in closet. So it's everything you own, a lot of stuff, all in one place. And your resume is really just a summary of what you've done to show an employer that you can do the job that you're applying to. So I look at a resume as a suitcase. So you're going to take a suitcase on vacation. You can only pack so much. You should only include the clothing that's relevant and, um, you know, pick the best pieces of clothing to wear. And so that's how I look at a resume is trying to help people pare down all of this great information into something that an employer can look at. And we know from research that an employer might only glance at a resume for seven seconds before they decide if they're going to keep reading or they're going to put it down. And so your job 
is to convince someone that they need to keep reading. Uh, and also, I like to um, tell people about the goal of a resume. So the goal of the resume is actually not to get a job. It's to get an interview. So if you can think about it that way, that really helps you eliminate some of the older information, maybe that doesn't need to be there anymore, or something that's no longer relevant to the role that you want to apply to. So I would say length is the first thing. Um, some nurses and Again, it's because we don't learn it, but the format isn't very easy to read or it's too squished in, so it can just make it difficult. And I think the layout is another thing, just picking a layout that's easy on the eyes, that's easy for the person to read. Um, and I guess the other third thing, if I could just mention one more, is putting information in bullet points is really key uh, for the reader. And we have this tendency to write in paragraphs, which is good when you're writing you know, reports and things like that. But when you're writing a resume, just trying to be concise and getting to the point is something that nurses aren't always able to do well. And this is what I like to help my clients with. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Really well said, by the way. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, in my community, I love to help immigrants. And, you know, we're in London, Ontario. And um, and uh, so many times I'd have a coffee with, with somebody and I'd, tell, I'd ask them, tell me about you. And I'd start reading their resume mm -hmm. and I and I would be like, that's not the question I ask, you know, and, you know, at the same time, I tell them that, you know, that that there is to help you get in the meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, believe it or not, we're all in sales, whether you like it or not, you're selling <laughs> yourself. You know what I mean? So what's that look like? Mm -hmm. You can't read that resume. They've already read that. Now you're wasting your time because you're right. telling them stuff they already know. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree. Okay, so let's talk about those next steps when it comes to doing this. Let's talk about the resume. They're trying to land that that dream nursing job. So let's, uh, we've got them all covered here, the main points, as you know. Uh, so tell us what's your recommend recommendations for writing an effective nursing resume? So I like to look at resume writing as an art and a science. So what I mean by that is, you have to have a good layout, as I mentioned, for the reasons above, because you want to make it easy for the person to read. But the content is equally important because, as we all know, um, most of the time now when you submit a job, it goes through a website. And a lot of companies use something called applicant tracking system, which essentially looks for keywords in your resume and compares them to the job posting and decides if you're enough of a match to move forward. So you not only have to get through the computer system with the content, through to an actual person with the content and the layout. So I think it's just a matter of, and I say this all the time to my clients, you need to tailor the resume to the job posting. And I actually go old school. So I print out the job posting when I'm helping people and I get a highlighter and I start highlighting. And I'll ask my clients, do you have this skill, this skill, and this skill? And really try to emphasize that as much as possible in the resume. And also if you can address it in the top, well, first of all, on the first page, but ideally on the top half even of the resume. So if someone only read the first page of your resume, they would get an idea if you are qualified to do the job and if they should take those next steps with you. So I would I would suggest, you know, really doing that, um, you know, either tailoring your resume to each job you apply to or having different types of resumes for different types of jobs. 
So if you're looking for a bedside job, for example, that's a different skill set than if you're looking for a remote job. And I tell people this all the time. So you really got to think about writing it for the person that's reading it and writing it to prove that you can do the job that you're applying to. Yeah, I, I love that. That's beautiful. Awesome. So tell me about the cover letters. So what's the best formula for writing a, a great cover letter that would make them stand out from all the other applicants and, you know. I hear this all the time, you know, should I have a cover letter? Should I not have a cover letter? I get different opinions and maybe James, you can tell me yours, but I hear a lot that cover letters don't get read. So I tell people if they want to have one, make sure that it's not just repeating what's already in your resume, because that's really a waste of time and a waste of space. So some reasons you might want to have a cover letter are to tell a really compelling story. So for example, I wrote a cover letter for a client who wanted to work at a certain hospital because her sister had spent a lot of time there as a kid and that was actually the reason why she went into nursing and from what I heard from her she did get the job so if there's a really compelling reason why you want to work at a certain organization or you know a certain type of job or let's say there's something you want to explain like there has been a a significant gap in your work history, or maybe you've moved jobs a lot. So something that doesn't necessarily belong on a resume, you might want to use a cover letter just to uh, get more of your story across. And I think storytelling is a good way to approach cover letter writing. But if it's more just about explaining more of your skills, again, you can you can use bullet points on a cover letter. There's no there's no rule that you can't do that. So I think use the cover letter to be creative and complement the information that's on your resume. Yeah, and you went in my opinion, I, I think you just read my mind. Um, that's awesome because I keep telling people that the greatest asset we've had as a species since we've been on this planet, no matter how long that's been, is our ability to share a story. And the question is, what's your story? You know, because I always tell people that if you can get that interview, you get that great cover letter that makes the builds intrigue. They said, like, you know, when I go out networking, because I love to network, when I go out networking and, and I meet other people that are terrified or what are, are new to it, and so I introduce myself, and I and I say, hey, come come with me, come walk a room. I already know everybody here. And mm -hmm. so I'll walk around and I'll tell people and introduce them in such a way that they're like this. <laughs> listening, right? And you're like, yeah, you see? I said, now imagine if you did that in an interview. I don't care if they interview 50 people this week. They'll remember you, right? And now the question is, is why will they remember you? Did your story cover those important things that really makes them go, oh my God, this would be the greatest asset we'd ever have on our team? Does it do that? You know, and so anyway, that that's that's I'm totally on board with the storytelling concept. Okay. Uh, this is actually very similar to this because I'm a big advocate of LinkedIn, just like you are. I have a large network and I tell people that it's virtual networking and this is so important. So t tell us from your point of view, how can nurses take advantage of, uh, let's suppose, a platform such as LinkedIn? Oh, there's so many different ways. And I tell people all the time, I don't work for LinkedIn, so I get nothing if you sign up <laughs> or not, but you'll get so much out of it. So, So number one. 
the networking, like you mentioned, James, getting yourself out there and actually having recruiters come to you for a change instead of browsing all the job posts and applying to everyone, which which you should do. But having people approach you to a change because of a marketing tool like LinkedIn is so valuable. And um, looking up jobs on LinkedIn, once you start looking up certain types of jobs, it gets to know what you're looking for and suggest jobs to you that you may not have even considered before. So I think that's another thing. And following people that you uh, admire or that influence you, you can start uh, engaging with them and asking questions and actually build connections that way. One of the stories I like to share with people all the time is prior to taking one of my previous positions, I wanted to know if it was going to be a good work environment, you know, really positive work culture. And I used LinkedIn to reach out to people that currently work there. And I actually was able to get a hold of someone and she had an hour long phone call with me telling me everything that I wanted to know. And I would have never had that opportunity had it not been for LinkedIn because I didn't have any connections to that particular organization. So I think it's just about networking in a different way. And people think that networking means you have to go to all these big conferences and, you know, make small talk that you maybe don't want to make, but it's it, it's a different world now. And LinkedIn is a huge part of the way that you can further your career as a nurse. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is uh, I, I love this because this is a major topic for me. I am a, um, I don't know if fanatic user of LinkedIn would be a great way to describe it or not, but I live on this platform and I, um, I'm always talking to people about us. I, I don't know if you remember or not, but years ago, uh, there was a a, a a big thing that went around the world called LinkedIn Local. And it was where they said, hey, if you connected with somebody on LinkedIn, but you haven't actually met them and you're in the same community, here's your opportunity to meet some of these connections that you may or may not be connected to already. So, you know, I ended up being a prompto speaker uh, because I was kind of answering a lot of the questions people had in the audience and the, and the guest speaker's greatest person was, that wasn't really what they were there for, but that was the nature under which most people that are attending are going, yeah, I need help with my profile. I need help understanding the platform, you know, whatever. So when I got up there and this one guy asked me to bring his profile, I said, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. And I, and I looked at everyone and I said, please pay attention to this because this isn't just for him. I said, because I don't know you. And I said, are you looking for a job? No. Well, why is your profile written like you are? And the guy's <laughs> like, and the guy's like, well, what do you mean? It looks like your resume. And, and I go, I get that that at one time that was kind of the essence, but I'm going, folks, Microsoft bought this platform. Do you honestly think their only interest was buying a job recruiting platform? Right. No, I said, folks, it's time to to realize this is a mammoth opportunity. And the question is, what are you doing with it? And I said, so the minute you engage with stuff, the minute you're involved in things, if your profile doesn't really tell people, then why would they engage? And I tell people, please write your profile. I was all about them, not about you. You can say, oh, I got an MBA. I'm awesome. I'm this. Other than your mother, nobody cares. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a jerk. But the thing is, what are you going to do for that? So can you imagine a nurse that would write up this great profile of all the stuff that she was involved in that helped make a difference in the culture and then an impact and all this kind of stuff? When people read this, they go, oh, my God, this is the nurse I want working with us. Right. That's the first thing that would come to my mind. And, you know, when I reach out, look for you, look for other people, I'm reading your profile and I'm going, yeah, OK, this woman's a total rock star, you know, and I, I want to meet her. Absolutely. So, you know, anyway, I don't, I'm not going to go on forever because this is about you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so job boards, 
Uh, what do you think are the best job boards and in your opinion for finding nursing jobs? There are quite a few. I know you've got one, James, and uh, I think that's a great one. I also like LinkedIn is a great place to find work because there's ways that you can set job alerts. And like I said, the platform starts to get to know you and what you are looking for. So that is another great one. Um, Indeed, I know a lot of nurses go on to Indeed and they find lots of opportunities that way. Um, I also have my own job board. I have a Facebook group just for remote nursing jobs because I noticed there was a big interest in that type of work. And I've worked at a remote job for over two years now. So I have that experience, you know, what's great about it, what's not great about it. And believe me, it's not all great, but there are many benefits to it. Um, So I think there's many, many different ways, but um, LinkedIn by by far is my favorite place to look for jobs because I think it's so user-friendly. And I think it's honestly the platform where I where I experience the least trouble, so to speak. Right, um, right. right. So if you go on different platforms, there's a lot of, you know, bad comments, bad behavior. But LinkedIn is pretty free from that because I think I personally think it's because most people know that their managers are kind of watching what they're doing. And so you want to be on your best behavior. You want to be professional. We're all there for professional reasons and networking. So. I think there's many different ways to approach job searching, but if I had to pick one or two, it might be LinkedIn and um, one other, you know, job board of your choice. Yeah, so you see what we're going to have to do now, Sarah, is clearly get you used to how ours works because you're going to love it. It's all about ease of use. It's about the fact that employers can reach out proactively, can pitch. Basically, we really thought through the pandemic that we were going to see more of a candidate-driven market. And so our platform really allows candidates to shine and it empowers them to be able to start, you know, um, fielding opportunities and, and, and offers. So it, it's great in that regard and it saves a tremendous amount of time. We have so many clients who have hired people faster than they've ever hired. They, they just can't believe it. They'd be texting me and going, oh, my God, I just got like, you know, I forget how many like CBI, for instance, in their first six days hired like 14 PSWs. And they wow. were in shock. They were in shock. And they were like, uh, we don't get half these many in five weeks. Just saying. But it's, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's it really, it's really about just thinking through all these things. I get it. And LinkedIn is a powerful tool for different things. And it's certainly a powerful tool for me to find influencers and people that are in leadership positions and, you know, maybe nurses, but I'm not going to really find PSWs there. That's not really where they are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's more of a Facebook play. That's more of a, you know, and I, and I tell people that in our world, what we do is we're way more than the platform. We are a huge marketing machine. Now we're, I think we're at eight people in our marketing department. It's crazy. And we're on TikTok and everything because I tell people you need to be where they are, not hope and pray they show up where you are, right? So, and that's really working proactively as opposed to reactively, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about interviews. How does a nurse ace a job interview? If I had to pick a few different tips, I would be number one, practice. So either practice real interviews or practice with a friend or a colleague. Um, Number two, really um, think about what they're asking. And just going back to the resume, answer the questions to prove that you're the right candidate and also know what your own weak spots are. I know a lot of times in sitting in on interviews, people would get nervous. They would start rambling. They would 
go off topic and then you know at the end we're like so what did they say they didn't actually answer the question because they kind of went off topic so i think really making your answers about the question they're asking and always about what what makes you the best candidate um just working on things like your verbal and nonverbal communication um, those things are really important and also you know if you i think there are very basic questions that people can always prepare for and ones that are always difficult to answer. So for example, giving examples of conflict and what you've done about it, talking about any weaknesses that you have. These are all really basic ones that I find a lot of nurses struggle with. So, um, you know, try to work through these things. And what I always coach my clients to say is don't focus so much on the conflict or the weakness, but talk about what you're doing about it because it shows awareness and it shows growth. And really at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. So we're all going to have conflicts. We're all going to have some weaknesses and we just need to talk about what we're doing about them. Absolutely. Man, that was awesome. Really well said, by the way, and couldn't agree more. I know I, I worked for years in technology, like IT, and I'd get into meetings and everybody would start complaining about what's wrong. I said, guys, okay, I'm gonna allot five minutes to find common ground on what's wrong, and the rest of the time, or what are we gonna do about it? Right. I wanna hear about solutions. I'm a positive, optimistic person who focuses on the good. Like, we don't need to focus on the bad. I, I did a, uh, I was a guest speaker at an event that was put on by one of the schools on our platform. And it was about recruitment, uh, retention, and technology. And, you know, it just so happened that the recruiters on the stage with me all happened to be by coincidence. Only one of them I knew in advance was is our clients. And here was everybody all going, oh, everybody in the room, HR. And they're all, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, t I'm tired of, you know, I, I it's, it's getting aggravating that I'm posting jobs and hoping and praying people apply and then hoping and praying to show up for the job. And then, you know, and I'm tired of being ghosted by candidates. I'm listening to all this. And then I go, by the way, did you know that prior to the pandemic, that's exactly what candidates said? Right. And I paused and people went, oh, my God. Yeah. The market's changed, which means we need to change. It doesn't mean I'm going to open the same old doors and expect a new result. It's not going to happen, folks. And I said, and when we come to grips with that, so this goes way back to what you said earlier. Love your point about comfort zones, because I tell people, listen, I know they feel great and they're comfortable. Hence the name, but nothing grows there. And, and until you're willing to go outside that realm and see and test the waters and whatever else, uh, you know, you're just not going to expand or grow as a human being. And you need to do that, right? Otherwise, what's the point? Anyway, all right. So your company, tell us about, you know, your business and, and exactly what you offer. So my business is called the RN Resume. Um, so I offer, like I mentioned, all things related to careers. Yeah. I do, um, so I offer a number of services with resumes. So whether it is you want to buy a template, which goes over, um, you know, points to include and layout, which is a challenge for a lot of people, or doing a self-paced resume writing course where I take a head-to-toe approach, just like in healthcare, we take a head-to-toe approach of our patients. This is really breaking down each section of a resume and how you should write it. Um, I offer one-to-one -one help with writing resumes as well as cover letters. Um, LinkedIn tutorials as well. So if you want to know all the different functionalities of LinkedIn um, and how to optimize your profile so that people can reach out to you, I do that as well. And then the interview coaching, right, which is something that a lot of nurses struggle with. I think 
a lot of people in general just struggle with how to interview. And then um, something that I've started doing is career coaching, because I think before you do anything, you should really have a clear idea of what you're looking for. So even if you don't know what you want, knowing what you don't want is just as important. So before you get your wheels spinning and just start applying to every job under the sun that you might be qualified for, it might be a good idea to just take a minute and think about and be intentional to what the next step is that you want in your career before you go and do all this and maybe move to a job that's not any better than where you are right now. So those are the different services I offer. And I think that there is just um, a lot of people that come to me are just feeling really lost or, you know, they're just not sure what to do. They feel stuck. And I try to help people get unstuck with this experience that I've had. And all the knowledge that I want to be able to share with everyone along the way. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. And I am on LinkedIn, as you mentioned, James, and I've also got a website. It's thernresume.com, all one word. I am on Instagram, um, Facebook, what else? Twitter. I'm trying TikTok. I'm not great at it. I'm trying it. I'm really impressed that you're on it, though. Um, yeah, so you can just kind of find me in all those different platforms. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm on TikTok, but I don't really create stuff. And that's not, you know, maybe that's a comfort zone. I don't know. I need to break out of that. But basically, with some of the folks on our team, they're they're younger. And I was like, okay, who's the TikTok rock star here? And they were like, yeah, okay, great. Let's get on TikTok. What? And I said, yeah, because <laughs> we should. And so they're like, before, you know, they're going, yeah, you know what? That's totally me. And then bang, bang, they're creating all this great, great stuff. So absolutely. Um, you know, I love that. Please uh, be sure to share all these these handles with us, the Instagrams, the everything, because we'd love to be able to share that, Sarah. Uh, this has been a great chat. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? I think just one last thing I want to say is nurses are often really afraid to brag about their accomplishments. And this is what I try to pull out of people when I work with them. So, for example, I had someone who um, is currently a PSW but was looking for a job and she had been a physician in her home country and she didn't even think she should include that on her resume. And I was like, what? I'm like, you were a doctor in your home country. You perform surgery and you somehow don't think that belongs on your resume now. Of course it does. Or I've had nurses who have worked in correctional facilities. They've been jail nurses for up to 200 inmates and they weren't sure if they should include it because they were only there for eight months. And I'm like, that makes you amazing. Of course you should include it. So I think just being more kind to ourselves and knowing that you need to just think about all the great skills you have and put that on your resume. I know I talked about it being too long, but these are things that you should not leave out. And um, maybe just being nurses, being women, um, part of the culture is to be humble. When you are looking for a new job, you need to market yourself and being humble is not going to work. Yeah, I agree. And I've, I've done a lot of, um, especially before the pandemic, I would go into different places, especially with immigrants, and I would teach them the value of networking and getting immersed in our, our community, that if you've got a job and all that stuff, because first and foremost for immigrants, it's get a job, where am I going to live? Everything else is irrelevant because otherwise they can't stay here. And so I'm trying to help them with that. And then I, I try to tell them that it's important to really put yourself out there. And then guess what comes up? It, what you hear a lot of, well, you know, I'm trying to say, but, you know, I'm, and, and sooner or later, what they're really saying, if they don't outright say it, is I'm concerned about making everyone happy. And I tell mm -hmm. people, please, 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 if you're going to listen to anything I tell you, please stop doing that right now. And I said, that is the job of a bottle of wine. 
people start laughing <laughs> and I go, it's true. You're never going to make everyone happy. There's going to be someone who doesn't like you for whatever. And if we're so caught up worrying about that, what you need to do is think about, I've done all these amazing things in my life and I need to really share this with people. And I need to storytell it in such a way where people think, wow, this is a great human being. This is an incredible person with tremendous skills, but someone you can have a wonderful conversation with too. And when you're when you're talking about healthcare and you're dealing with the client the patient relationships, bedside manner, for lack of a better term, you think to yourself, well, what's that going to look like? Right. So I want to get together with you again soon. I hope, uh, you know, because I have to show you what we're doing. I want to see more about what you're doing and maybe we can find ways to work together, too. But, you know, here's the thing, Sarah. Uh, I've really enjoyed this. Love. Uh, your attitude, love your uh, what you're doing and how you're helping in healthcare, really, really important. And that you're using everything you've learned and sharing this with others to help them. Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it was it was our pleasure. You have yourself an amazing day.